and welcome to Hawk Talk, the show where we answer the questions that you guys send in. My name is Danny Shepard. My name is Noel Shefflin, basically. My name is Jeremy Lee. <laughs> okay, well, let's jump right into this episode, guys. Let's. So why don't you go ahead and grab that helmet? Skirt! Actually, before you grab that helmet and we discuss the wonderful topics that you guys sent to us using the hashtag. Hi, just going to tell me to grab a helmet and then tell me to not grab a helmet, dog. But, Use, uh, using fine. the hashtag Hawk Topics, either in the comments below on our Discord, which the link is in the description, or on Twitter. Make sure to hashtag Hawk Topics so we know to uh, where to find your topic. And... Uh, yeah, and then we can answer your question or talk about your topic on the show. Today, before we actually take any of your questions, there's there's been a, a deep-rooted, burning conversation that I have been wanting to have My with goodness. you guys. My goodness. Mm. What of? Yeah. Daniel I know. Shepherd. I need to see a doctor. Just kidding. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so you you – you showed you showed us something very interesting the other day. I did. I introduced you to a concept. Ah, uh, yes, this thing. <laughs> Go yes. ahead. So uh, there's a fan edit online. Uh, I cannot remember who made it, but his, his name is uh, Job Willens. Yes, close to John Williams, uh, but of no relation. He made a fan edit of Man of Steel. He took uh, aspects of Man of Steel and aspects of Batman versus Superman to make one whole. Superman's story that it just like makes his makes him Superman in my yeah. opinion like makes him the Superman that everyone wanted to see and it's called mm-hmm. Man of Tomorrow and it's about two and a half like two hours forty minutes two hours forty five minutes uh, and I showed you guys yeah. this, this so thing. it's like a fan edit feature length film yep taking these two movies so yeah so we watched this the other day and this, uh, this hybrid theory if you will. <clears throat> And I know some of you guys out there are like diehard Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman fans and think that those movies are absolutely perfect. And there are some of you that that hate those movies so incredibly passionately uh, that you are visibly upset when you see or hear people discussing it. I've seen uh, people go Super Saiyan talking about how much they hate it. It's a it. scientific phenomenon. It's actually quite interesting. Seems like a bit of an exaggeration to me, but you know what? Everyone's entitled to their belief and opinions. So... Here's the thing about this movie is it doesn't negate or, or in my opinion, insult or, or uh, discredit those other two movies, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Right. It actually just created this weird – it's just a different perspective. It's not even a different perspective. It's a completely different story, and yeah. it's crazy. They, like, yeah. they, com- they made this whole different movie – Using this footage and it freaking works. It works man. quite well. I liked it. Granted, like keep in mind this is still a fan edit, and yeah. obviously these two movies were shot to be two different movies. So there's some stuff that doesn't cut exactly well, but you get the idea. Like if you just take yourself away from that, suspend your disbelief from you know the weird continuity errors right. or whatever, and just look at the idea there, the yeah. thread, and you can see what they're going for. Yeah. And I liked it a lot, dude. It made Superman, like, it cut out a lot of the fat. It trimmed a lot of excess out, Mm -hmm. and, like, you just got the life and death of Superman, and it was great. The most... I I don't know. It it felt like... Like, I love Man of Steel, and I love Batman versus Superman. I I enjoyed both those movies. I think that they're both... uh, They both have flaws in different areas. There are Mm -hmm. things that I liked and disliked about both films. This one... 
by suspending my disbelief and like ignoring some of the continuity errors, because obviously this wasn't filmed to be cut this way. Right. It was such a cool. It was felt like watching a live action version of the Justice League cartoon. Yes, like in the best of ways, <clears throat> dude. The, I can all, definitely see that. All the Batman stuff. All the Batman stuff they integrated into the Man of Steel. Yeah, into the that big Man of Steel finale with Zod. It works so it works, perfectly. It goes so well together. Yes, dude, and it makes Batman like, like you. I don't know. It just makes you get his perspective. You understand his point of view. Even like I think even more in this because you see Superman's point of view as well. So you mm-hmm. understand how how what is happening is not what Superman necessarily wants to happen. He's trying to stop it from happening. If anything, he just doesn't know how to do it quite well because this is his first time fighting anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's cool to see the collateral damage from then we go to like, we literally cut to Batman's perspective as the events of man of steel is like, it just, it plays out so well. If they intercut the man of steel, like the intro mm-hmm. for Batman versus Superman with Batman and then the end, like the finale of Man of Steel, they intercut mm-hmm. those sequences. Yeah. Imagine if uh, it was shot this way, like with this narrative in mind, it was just a Superman story. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that was used from Batman v Superman that was in Batman's perspective, shoot it in a way or kind of like, shift it in a way where it's from Superman's perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that would have flowed a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously you have the footage you have yeah. from the movie. Yeah. yeah. True. And, I mean, there were so many aspects of that. Like, it's a fan edit of two movies that I like, and it just felt like, again, it, I was so excited watching the whole mm-hmm. thing because they, like, Batman, and this is kind of like a spoiler for the way that the movie is cut a little bit, so if you want to watch it, like, I don't think it's really that big of a spoiler, but yeah. they basically cut out Batman killing. Yeah. Batman doesn't kill anybody. They were totally redeem Batman, mm-hmm. and the transition, dude, That those transitions between yeah. after, like, when Man of Steel was ending, and it was, and it was, uh, transitioning into primarily using the footage oh, yeah, for dude. Batman versus Superman. Oh, well, when you see Superman being Superman. And he's dude, saving that, everybody. That was so yeah. great, dude. And it's like on happy, exciting, inspirational yes. music instead yeah. of like dire, sad music. <laughs> You're just like, oh, oh God, man, this, this is, is awesome. <laughs> the best Superman, dude. It's like he's learning from his mistakes in the first act. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. That's exactly how it felt. And then they actually like peppered the flashback sequences from different parts of Man of Steel into the Batman versus Superman portion of the film. Yeah. Which... When it showed... Uh, I mean, this whole episode, obviously, is spoilers for both movies. But when uh, when it shows the part of flashback of Kevin Costner and his dad sacrificing mm-hmm. himself and then show like cut with Superman mm-hmm. sacrificing yeah. himself, I'm like, dang, dude. It made me... It reminded me of how good the good moments are in man of steel is right mm-hmm. like the good moments of man of steel are great yes mm-hmm. i think my issue was or with man of steel to begin with was the cheesy dialogue and the cheesiness that was included in the action scenes because the dialogue scenes like the story scenes are like really good but mm-hmm. then the action scenes feel like they were done separately from everything else mm-hmm. and the dialogue and just the way that the story unfolded in the action scenes didn't live up to the story part of I the movie. You. 
And so they took all most of that out and mm-hmm. just like left the good parts. Yeah. And interwove it into the good parts of Batman v Superman. So yeah, it was dude. like, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> this is one of those things a lot of people who complained about those films, like this might be the quintessential version for you to watch. Yeah, definitely. It was also more linear. Linear. A bit. It a was. Bit. It Man was a Steel. little more linear, but yeah, I see. We definitely see what you're saying. Like it wasn't. It didn't feel like present day was happening. Then flashback happened. Like uh, the past happened, and then back to present day, and then like that. But like it felt more like just watching the present day version with occasional sprinkles of flashbacks mm-hmm. that reminded you of what happened in that moment. Right. Yeah. Instead right. of just like non-linear cutting, where it's just mm-hmm. like one time period and another time period. Exactly. And the the even though the Krypton sequence is probably my favorite part in Man of Steel because that's like the first time we really see this dope ass Krypton in live action like war and that kind of action. Um, but I liked how they used it in Man of Tomorrow. It wasn't they didn't really use a whole lot of it, but it was really effective what they did use. It was like the opening credits. Yeah, it was opening the opening credits, and then they then they flash back to the fight between Zod and and uh, and Pops. But they mm-hmm. didn't even show the entire fight. Right. They just. I'd be really interested to show this film to someone who hasn't seen Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel. I would be too. Possibly yeah. no interest and say like try to try to let some of the plot holes that are there go. Yeah. Uh, see what they think. And yeah, just say here, wa- watch this as like a as like a Batman and Superman fan. What do you think about this? And just because, like, mm. when I was watching it, obviously my mind kept going, like, oh, I wonder what footage they were gonna they're gonna right. use. So it was hard to like fully suspend my disbelief. Same here. Yeah. But, and like, you already know how the movies play out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's glaringly obvious, like, oh yeah, that's from Man of Steel or that's from Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're not as close to this as we are, you might really enjoy it. And that's why I wanted to talk about this on the show because. It was such a cool experience that even if you love Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, this is a cool, this is a cool, I'm not even going to say just a Superman movie mm-hmm. because a- Batman is prominently featured in it. Yeah. It feels like a, yeah. almost like a, it, like a DC Universe movie a little bit. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's I super dope because you get, because you get Lex, you still get Doomsday and like, Somehow, I like Doomsday inclusion in this movie way more than in Batman versus Superman. Like it, like I don't know. Yeah, it just flowed better. The way everything connects, like Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel, are made. They're pretty awesome in that they, the story. It's not like Man of Steel happens and then Batman versus Superman happens. Like the events of Man of Steel directly lead to the events of Batman versus Superman. And that made it so much more cohesive to tie this into one movie that even if you're not interested in seeing it, you should probably check it out just just to see what someone was able to do with this footage. It's really, really interesting stuff. It Uh, almost made me want to like make my own version. Yeah. (laughs) I I was actually watching it and and like, oh man, I would have done this a little bit differently. I would have done this. Yeah. I want to recut Man of Steel. <laughs> That'll be interesting. It would yeah. be interesting. The intro, the way that it started, I'm just, yeah. Was there any moments that you guys want to specifically touch on? Hmm. Hmm. I just really like that Metropolis fight and how like it ties in yeah. with Batman It was Superman. cool how he chopped up the Bruce Wayne origin sequence. Yeah. It was interesting to see that, but... Um, I get why he did chop it down. I just like that sequence a lot in its entirety, mm-hmm. just because I like like 
that little thing, that little sequence is a good short film in and of itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that was just my attachment to it. But like, I get why he chopped it up. Yeah. And it made sense in the story. Yeah. 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 What about you? What's your favorite part? Ah, uh, the Metropolis fight. Yeah. That With the inclusion of Bruce Wayne's scenes in that, it felt so much more anxiety inducing. Yeah. It felt like you see so many different perspectives. Yeah. And it almost showed how much damage was actually like i really felt the damage me too it felt like a terrorist attack dude, dude, it, was, dude like, moment, it was devastating the moment where zod uh fires his lasers for his first time yeah through his eyes the way it cut between batman v superman and man of steel was really cool yeah dude. you see the amount of damage that zod creates just yeah. from that one blast yeah like literally thing. cutting like butter yeah dude. through the building and you see it from three different perspectives yeah you see it from superman and zod's perspective you see it from jack's perspective yeah. in the office and you see it from bruce wayne's perspective down below and you're also like, getting crazy. and you're also still getting lawrence fishburne and like their perspective and like yeah. their struggle through it like yeah it's so dude it's so so, like you said, anxiety, dude. Just watch that scene alone, guys. At the very least, <laughs> yeah. watch that scene. It's so good. I will leave a link in this description below. Um, you can download the video uh, through Vimeo, but, like, heads up, uh, I think Warner Brothers did send a takedown notice, so if this gets taken down, I'm really sorry. Um, so try to watch it soon if you can. <laughs> uh, or download yeah. it. It's or download it. Yeah, it's downloadable, so... Once on the internet, it will never be forgotten. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well. I guess that'll do it. Yeah, I guess that'll do for our first topic of the show. Uh, Man of Tomorrow. Again, just one one more quick shout out to Job Willens. Um, you guys can follow him at, uh, well, let me see, uh, at Job Willens on Twitter. Yep. And... Uh, Send him some love. Let him yeah. know. If you watch it and you like it, let him know how much. I mean, this must have taken a tremendous amount of time and work. So mm-hmm. uh, hats off to you, dude. It For was sure. it was such a. It was a fun experience. Yeah. As a DC fanboy, I was. Two thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's grab the helmet. All right. Let me get that young helmet. Who wants to, who wants to pick? Jeremy, you pick. I don't know how to do anything. Welcome back to the table, by the way, Jeremy. Yeah, man, it's good people to have you here. People have really missed you at the table. There's a table? I missed you. Um, I can't count or do math. So, question number one, or however number what I can't count. Um, TV shows that changed your life from Sean Johansson. Johansson. TV shows that changed your life. TV shows that have changed our lives. Dang. Oh, right. man. <laughs> a lot, man. I'd say Game of Thrones, just to throw it. I'm pretty sure that's everybody. Yep. Uh, Game of Thrones has definitely been a, had a huge impact on me as a filmmaker and as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. It sort of sets the bar at, in terms of like world building and, yeah. and uh, production value. Like that. That show is like goals. I want. I want to one day make something yeah. that people experience like that. Me too. You know, everybody's. It's becomes a cultural event when an episode yeah. comes out. As my filmmaking to just has definitely been impacted by Game of Thrones yeah. too. Just yeah, I don't know. They they, they definitely set the bar yeah. for that aspect. Yeah. Hmm. Any shows in specific? 
Uh, I mean, Game of Thrones for sure, but yeah. since you said that, let me think of another one. Um, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, Chisnet, totally. And the way it lays totally. out the story and series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Animation, the fight scenes, the world building, the universe, like mm-hmm. relationship building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's the, see. All right. Uh, handling of an antagonist's redemption arc. Yes. A, with Zuko. Yes. Zuko's redemption arc was, it's so masterfully written. Mm-hmm. And no one's that. disability is really a disability. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anything? I really like Sense Eight, dude. And yeah? I know Jeremy just started watching it, but I really, really like Sense Eight. It's a really interesting sci-fi, and it's—I just really like. I was the under repre- the impression that it was a superhero show, okay. and it is not a superhero show. <laughs> nah, I saw the first episode, and by the end of it, I was like, "What is <laughs> happening? <laughs> what is this?" It's a lot to take in, but it it's is a real- lot. Of, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> but it's really cool. I love yeah. it. Uh, I think it's a really cool... Sh- I, the way they balance the characters, and by the end of the season, you have a really difficult time picking your favorite because all these characters mm-hmm. are just so awesome and like complete and yeah. great. You think um, the Wachowskis work better on TV than in film these days? In, a lo- in an extended... Yeah, absolutely. Form, for sure, for sure. Series is definitely... I think... Because they, they have just they have the time to develop, develop their characters in mm-hmm. their world, and that was, I feel like, what they were... That was hurting them in Jupiter Ascending, and like, See, that's what they were trying Atlas. in Cloud Atlas. Why? Why would you make like you can't? That's just such a difficult. Thing Imagine to make if into you a tried movie. to do Cloud Atlas now in a series format, not a movie. Because wasn't it planned to be a trilogy? Oh, maybe. Oh, man, that movie. Anyway, yeah. Um, See, <laughs> Sense Eight, the opening for Sense Eight, the the pilot episode for Sense Eight. It's like, what's going on? what the heck is happening, but I'm like really engaged. I wanted to find out what happens. Nice. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, I kind of get what's happening, but what, why? What's going on? Yeah. And you're really excited for the next episode. Cloud Atlas is like, what is going on? I'm not interested. I don't like this at all. <laughs> this is not cool. What's happening? This is not okay. Yeah, why this- is this man in yellow face? What the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Racist as hell, dude. Yeah, I'm just like, it's <laughs> yes. a lot of stuff with that movie. Um, yeah. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's a show that uh, changed my life. I feel like that mm-hmm. taught a lot of really good values. And mm-hmm. it, it made me look at comedy differently, I think. Yes. Because just Will Smith was really funny. I don't know. He's a funny dude. It definitely impacted me, too. Nice. Storytelling aspect. I suppose. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, dude. Hmm. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z has affected me more than any other show in that I watched it when I was in third grade, and it still affects me Damn. to this day. Damn. So, <laughs> dude, the Cell Games? The Woo. Cell Games. The Cell Games. I mean, as you like, as we become more skilled and experienced in our filmmaking, I realize how much lack of character development certain characters have. <laughs> For and sure. I start. I actually have started. Like my favorite character has jumped around so much. I think it's still Trunks and Vegeta, because they feel like the characters who actually have like a ton of development. Mm-hmm. Gohan, I love Gohan. Goku's been the same guy for like thirty years. Now. Quite a bit. Yeah, he has not. He has not changed yeah. uh, very much. I'm sure some would argue uh, argue that, but you know, Piccolo hey. and Gohan were always my favorite in that team because I thought that was a cool team because. 
because I because I knew Piccolo was a bad guy, and I'm just yeah. And I knew Gohan was full of anger, so I just really liked that team. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was cool. Nice, nice. You guys ever see Lost? I saw the first season. I saw the first couple seasons, but it was like I remember at some point it was difficult for me to start like continue catching up, like continue staying on track with the show. So I watched, so I just stopped watching. And then at another point I watched an episode just completely out of context. I was like, Ooh, what? <laughs> was that the one where they were in the seventies? <laughs> I don't remember. I was just, I, I was just like, yo, a lot has changed. I don't know where I am there. I think, no, it was a flash forward. I think a flash forward or a flash sideways, flash somewhere, flash some direction. Not a flashback though. Not a flashback, Not a flashback. which was what I was used to. So when they did a flash, forward, I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> yeah. I saw the first season and I really liked it. I just never caught up, but I will say the first, yeah, the first few seasons I thought was really the way the suspense was building in that show yeah. was really, really well done. It was a long show. Uh, like the seasons were long, so it felt like it dragged a bit. But I remember the way they built suspense and the way they developed uh, Jack and Sawyer. And mm-hmm. these co- these characters were like pretty cool characters. Yeah, they had really yeah, like they all had interesting arcs. Yeah. So, but I just I never finished it. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a it was a really good show. I still I, I would have to say it should have ended at season four. It shouldn't have kept going. It maybe even season three. Um, it could have been stronger. But like that was a show that definitely, uh definitely had an impact on me because that was like the first J.J. Abrams produced show that I'd seen and it was like Mm -hmm. so big into mystery and that's like one thing that's really resonated with me all these years is I love stories with a mystery Mm -hmm. in it like a little bit of surprise. That's why I love the original uh, Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. That was like... The OG OG Twilight Zone? Yeah, OG OG Twilight Zone with uh, Rod Sterling as the host, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's timeless. It Damn. is. It really is timeless. If you tried, like, just watching it now, it, like, even if it wasn't in black and white, like, it'd still probably be really relevant, too. Um, I remember watching an episode or two, and I was just like, hmm, I don't like this. Really? There's Why don't you like it? Something on the wing. Uh, dated, I think. Dated? Honestly, it was, it was I really... I think you could... So there's a newer version that was on TV Land, right? Or uh, for one of the stations, and it was early 2000s and it was okay. basically similar to the OG Twilight Zone okay. just modern day format hmm. and I think you might like that one more but like the couple of episodes you saw yeah I can see where you, you what you mean by it being dated but like still it, like relevant yeah like yeah, the still messages relevant. that they're t- the saying. story storytelling is timeless so yeah. like you can watch it anytime and you can still get the gist of the story most definitely um and I think the newer series of the Twilight Zone kind of like remade a couple of episodes, like some of the classic episodes into modern day format. Oh, and that's it like still works. That's so, kind of cool. Yeah. Did you guys ever get into Doctor Who? Um, no. no. Me neither. Did you guys ever get into Sherlock? Yes. I haven't seen it. Barack! I know I would love it. Dude, Dude you're missing. Sorry for that. Whatever that was. <laughs> but you're, you're missing Brenda Dirk's Grumple Slashes, his best performance. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, he's yes. dude. Sturgeon. Martin Freeman too. Oh yeah, both of them. Morgan Freeman is amazing in that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Noel has been on one really? all day, guys. <laughs> all of them, all of them in the series is so so good. It's a pretty good job. They all work so well together, and the way I really like the way Sherlock is laid out, mm-hmm. where it's three episodes a series, yep. and there's like four series now. It's like a trilogy. Like each season is a trilogy. Yeah, each season is a trilogy of short films. 
and the short films and each episode is like an hour and a half long maybe and it's like i think it's the perfect time mm-hmm. like it's really cool dude i think you'd i think you'd dig oh, it. oh i know i'd like it yeah i already know i'd like it. i that's the thing is like i know i'll get invested and it's right so now good. i just don't think i have time to make that big of an investment because i know angela wants to watch it too yeah we gotta do the boyfriend dude, girlfriend just thing, do you know? one episode a night and it's like you're done you're set Instead of watching like multiple episodes of a shorter show, like yeah. just knock it out fast. That's true. Why is Jeremy always yelling at us? I don't know. Because man. you need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, I guess yeah. we have trouble hearing. Because yeah. by the time, right. dude, I remember when I started watching Sherlock. It was um, I started the first episode of the first series, and I was like, I'm already instantly hooked. I blasted through the first series, and then blasted through the second one, and then when I got to the third one, by like episode two of the second or the third series, you guys. If you guys have seen Sherlock, you'll know what I mean. But like the char- the way the character arc builds for uh, the two of them is so perfectly intertwined and laid out Dang. that by the time you get to the third series, and there's only been like a handful of episodes, an hour and a half each, yes. But like you're just like really attached to these yeah, characters. you're really attached to these characters, and when certain things happen, you're like, oh man, tears are starting to roll down. Dang, like it can get really involved. Dang. It's really cool to see. I got see. the peep dat. And it's cool to see them bring it to life so well because like if it wasn't if they didn't bring it to life, I don't think you would be as attached to these characters. Characters. Yeah. Just I don't know, man. It's really good. Fair enough. Shows that have impacted uh, us as people, our lives. Gosh. It's hard to think of like I mean, I know, there's like the kid, the shows I watched as a kid that I just enjoyed a lot, right. like Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. And then there's like the adult shows that I've watched, like Game of Thrones and Westworld mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, and stuff like Dude, that. You gotta, did you watch The Punisher yet? Yes, I have watched The Punisher. It's so good. Yeah, it was dope. It was super. Dope. Say Samurai Jack is one of them. Yeah, influences my style of composition and stuff. Nice, I'd say. Nice. That's cool. Mm. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Definitely an experience. Hmm. Yeah, I can't really think of any of the shows that like truly changed me. I'm more oh, of a Oh, Batman movie guy. the Animated Series, dude. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, duh. <laughs> How yeah. did we miss that? Life-changing cartoon. True. True facts of the wild zebra. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of just shows because I can think of movies, too. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think of more movies than, than shows. Hmm. Gosh, I feel like I can go on and on about different types of TV shows that have that have been a huge impact. There's just uh, there's a lot of shows in the world, man. Yeah, I, it, the, I feel like as I get older, I take more away from each show that I watch. Like if it's yeah. a good show, then I'm like, oh, it, like it makes a bigger, a larger impact now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because like show like Game of Thrones or Westworld, it resonates with me on like a storytelling level, but also I aspire to achieve something like that on a filmmaking level. Yeah, right. I and- think the shows that I saw as a child kind of remind me, like thinking back about it, mm-hmm. it influenced you in emotional ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. In like you remember these feelings and you want to recreate those feelings mm-hmm. and stuff like that rather than showing or impacting you in a technical way or storytelling way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess yeah, emotional versus versus uh, I guess professional. Could that could that be a 
because I mean, you're because uh, a game a show like Game of Thrones is emotionally impactful. Young Justice, I gotta say, Young Justice impacted the hell out of me. It's Damn, still, yeah. I'm so excited it's for a season very three. strong show. It's so it, it is probably the best DC universe show I've seen because the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited they cut out the mm-hmm. sidekick aspect entirely, which is a large part of DC. It's something that mm-hmm. Marvel specifically does not have. They don't have sidekicks. Mm-hmm. In Marvel, that's like a strictly a DC, a very classical mm-hmm. comic book thing. So to see the sidekicks and the adults and uh, and the the supervillains, everything like working yeah. the way it does in Young Justice, I think is why it's probably the best DC universe show. Yeah, in my opinion, Teen like, Titans animated show. Oh, so good. That was good. Yeah. That, that was impactful. Oh yeah. Hmm. Any uh. Any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? I don't think. I just do. I don't know what that means. Um, okay. You don't think? I mean, I do. Okay. Well, let's uh, move on to the next topic. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do the thinking. <laughs> we have this helmet here. I guess I'll do it. Since yeah. You, said, you did the first. You just I stole did. the first question. I stole the first question, guys. I'm sorry. Jeez. Dancing in pants. Hey, I felt like they would want to know about Man of Tomorrow. No, you're and you know what? It was it was good. I, I dig it. Okay. Okay. This comes from Owen Higgs at King Draynog. That's what's up. If you weren't making films, what other jobs would you be doing right now? Oh, isn't it? Man. Mm. That is uh that's hard. I don't know. Is that to say so you think he's asking like what kind of career path would we go on or like I think that's the what question. would our our dream be if we weren't working in film? What's the <clears throat> what's the what do you mean? What's the difference? So I, well, I guess like there's like the aspirational dreams where it's like oh if I wasn't working in film I would be a musician or gotcha. if I wasn't working in film I would be an artist. Um, and then there's like the the answer's like, oh, if I couldn't do anything creative, then I would be working in insurance, or gotcha. I would be. Work- I think the former. So yeah, if you could follow another, it's dream. far more interesting. Yeah, of an answer. Yeah, <laughs> far more interesting. I'd be a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I would work at uh, at a mining company. <laughs> yeah. What? Cryptocurrency black- mining. <laughs> I got the it's black lung pop. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do, No. What would you do if your son was at home? Uh, so I would, I'd probably be in music. I knew it. I'd probably be in music, music? for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, whether it be composing music or like trying to do music for film or just yep. music in general, but definitely a musical path. Saw that coming. Yeah, for sure. How many of you guys saw that coming as well? Leave a comment below if you know Noel. Yes. I'm I Noel. can't see it coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's anything really anything that floats my boat if it wasn't in film so salt Music. water yeah salt water higher salt content <laughs> okay okay so. more buoyancy <laughs> music music yeah probably music and not like more music production side of it mm. um, okay or but i mean i was doing computer science before all of this and electrical engineering so maybe that too that, but I don't see that as being a career path for me. That's more of like a hobby thing. Yeah. Would you follow a career that would help either discover slash create time travel? 
or that's a loaded question or, tele- <laughs> or teleportation yeah sure actually i went into computer science because i uh, was really interested in studying ai technology and stuff like that so yeah maybe continuing down that path trying cool. to, i'm trying to teleport yeah so figure that out okay Which, figure it out, if it's interesting right now because if you guys were to choose your career paths would would your answer be different if it was if you didn't work in film anymore like you were you've already done what you've done now and then now you're just changing career paths and would it change if it was you deciding before you had taken film hmm mm. Because if my answer was to be after taking film, like if I was to quit my film career right now and switch over to something else, it would probably still be computer science related Mm. or like something in that kind of tech industry startup sphere. Okay. Because I would be using my startup knowledge of film. Right. Move it over to the tech startup side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. But if it was the other one? But if it was the other one, it would probably be music production. Nice. Something like that. Something in that realm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, For me, I would probably get into uh, 2D animation. Nice. Yeah. Does that count as filmmaking? Does that count? If I'm the actual animator? If I'm the one actually doing the illustrations? I think that's still in the film industry. Well, animation is like usually... A little separate, but there's plenty of people who go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, specific- I would still consider that film. Okay, so let me rethink. Uh, let me think of a different answer. Because I mean, actual like the act of actually illustrating and drawing and yeah. Well, art directors are filmmakers. That's true. That's true. Grips, mm. electricians are filmmakers. <laughs> would you be a tap dancer? No, probably not. Okay. No. Um, That's fair. <laughs> Okay. I was just curious, man. Gosh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It, this is oh, video I, game developer. <clears throat> I don't know, man. This has always been a very difficult thing to think about because I've known what I've wanted to do since I was like seven. Yeah, same. So like, and I've wanted to do it, and I haven't had another. There's never been a plan B. Because in the words of Will yeah. Smith, "Don't have a plan B because it deviates William from plan Smitty. A." True. True, true. Yeah, yeah. I never had a plan B. Yeah. So plan A has always been film and uh, and things related to film. <laughs> so thinking of, of another type of occupation that I would be, I would act that actually would feel fulfilling to me. Uh, You'd still be an entrepreneur of some kind, I, f- I feel like. Yeah, I would probably uh, either start a, a tech, tech startup or like an app or something like that and create some sort of... Uh, Create some sort of uh, of creative business. Um, create teleportation, man. Uh, that's just that's not my thing, man. That's not my. You need smart people to, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> too stupid to create teleportation. Fair enough. Uh, frack. There's. Uh, I would probably work in journalism. Okay. Journalism. Yeah. Okay. Would you take I've, pictures of Spider Man? No, no, not photography. I would be. I would like like a like a news anchor or Ooh, okay. like. Specifically, I would love to work in the games industry in like, like, like so a host. Yeah, so like to be the host, uh, a host. There have been times where I've been like, there have been like moments in my in my just worst breakdowns where I was just like, maybe I should just stop all this and then try to be a host to IGN. <laughs> like it's super easy. Try to be but, a host on E3 panels. But that Ooh, would be something that easier. I would. Be, <laughs> I mean, that not would, easier is not the right word. Way less workload. It would be more. <laughs> yeah, it would be less. 
I mean, <laughs> I, I think honestly, if that. you if you compare the two, it probably is, you know. Uh, but like that would be that that's sort of like a dream a dream job that that that's always been like a secondary like sub dream of nice. mine is like work as a as a host at IGN. But uh, I love what we do now. Yeah, you know? man. I love I, I and I can't wait to watch our our business and our mm-hmm. our projects continue to grow in ambition and Yo. scale and quality. Got and some dope stuff coming. Something in astronomy. Something yes. In, yeah. Yes. Definitely. I can totally see that. Same here, actually, but like, still music. So music astronomy—that's not music a thing. astronomer. A space Make it a thing. bard. Make it a thing. You're yeah, a space bard. Space <laughs> space bard. <laughs> yes. I barely get that. Reference. You can play music on the spaceship that I build. Perfect. I'll be the first band to perform in space. First band to perform. I will be a whole band. Question for you guys. I, don't know. I think that title goes to you too. Hmm. Uh. Question for you guys, related to what you just said. Okay. If, if uh, you know, because uh, Elon Musk is trying to send a bunch of people to Mars, right? Yeah. Some Mars mission. If you had no no strings Slap me on that holding ship, you down. send me away. I don't ever want to see Earth again. Uh, same, <laughs> dog. <laughs> so Yo, you dog, it. you trying to be inter- interplanetary? <laughs> Yo, Elon, gap tape me to the spaceship. Okay, no, at least be inside of it, man. Yeah, so, inside. I, wait, <laughs> huh? So if he said, if he actually offered you that right now with all your current oh, obligations, damn. what would you say? With your current, your family here, your obligations. Everything happening here? Everything. Still happening? Everything's still happening in our lives. Let's say it, he, you get a call in five minutes and Elon Musk is like, hey, I, uh, I have ESP technology and I heard you guys talking about going on the space. Okay. Uh, I would be going very to Mars. scared. And I would yeah. immediately say no because I'd be very hesitant if it came like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he just co- like to send us to Mars to call like to not come back, but like to colonize one Mars? way mission. One way. Then one? what happens to everything here? Like if it were to happen right now, like oh, what I'm th- staying. <laughs> I like Earth. <laughs> no, so, I mean like if, I'm all right with this place. No, if I do leave, what like I mean, what are the conditions of the question that you're asking? Like, does everything just here? Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're literally abandoning your family. You're abandoning your friends. You're abandoning your company. You're abandoning you're abandoning the concept of money. You're abandoning oh. you're abandoning basically everything that has to do with you're Earth, abandoning good Roberto's. or bad. You're yeah. abandoning McDonald's. You're abandoning <laughs> You're abandoning uh, fine French press coffee. <laughs> Damn. Uh Dude. but you get to live on Mars. Oh man, you get to live on Bruno Mars. Toss me on, I'm going. It'll only take 30 seconds. (laughs) It's not true. It's actually quite a long trip. Take like hours. If that's the case, and like if they just send me straight to Mars, and you know everything is just abandoned here, does that mean like all my debt is erased? My credit score doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Everything. Yep. Okay, let's go. This is a really hard question for me to answer. I'll be because, the first filmmaker on Mars. Because like 90% of me says, yeah, because that's Mars, dude. Like, when am I? I can't get that opportunity. But then I'm like, dude, I have a lot going on here. And then like, I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. And I love yeah, my homies. That's true. Like, everything here is attached here. But like, but we're, like we're just forwarding our career because that's because we live on Earth. <laughs> Well, we're also play- <laughs> we're like by living on Earth, you're playing with the you're playing by the rules that have been the made pre-established <laughs> rules made up by uh, generations 
of generations society, past yeah. by human history. By human history. So you're literally you are forced to adhere to playing the sandbox that has been mm-hmm. that has been the, the parameters that have been given to you by by you know generations yeah, exactly. prior. Exactly. That's why I'd go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by I'd, going to Mars, you're free of yeah, all of that. Yeah. I'd go. Damn. When you put it like that, hell yeah. Yeah. Deuces, Earth. I'm sorry. I love you guys. It's been a, it's whatever been great. career it is I was having here. Like I'll take it with me over there, but now I've just got like a thousand legs up. Space filmmaker. Yeah, space yeah, filmmaker. Space film. Real life. I'll be your. I'll be yeah. your space film hey, star. Hey, Elon, <laughs> if you're watching this, like I'll be the documentarian on Mars Damn. for you. I'll be his grip. Yeah, he'll <laughs> uh, be my grip. Taking applications for a new cinematographer, screenwriter, and actor. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody Here. gonna need for hire? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're gonna need replacements for these two since they're going to Mars. In 30 seconds. Hey. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well, that, that, what was the original question? What occupation we would? Yeah. What occupation would you do if not filmmaking? So uh, I would be, uh, I would be traversing the galaxy. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like it a lot. What did I say I was going to do? I don't know. Be? Some earth dwelling shit. Journalism. Yeah. <laughs> some what? Yeah. <laughs> earth dwelling shit. <laughs> stupid. You stupid earther. You earthling. Oh, that was good. <clears throat> All right. Well, you want to take one more? You want to wrap it up early? Let's take one quick one. Let's see if there's a fast one in here. Just fun. If it feels too long, just throw it back in. Okay. Since we, since we bypassed one. Oh, wow. That's no, that's too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be too long. Yeah. Uh, no, we can make. That. I mean, we can make that short. It's also he also asked the last question. Okay. So, so same guy, Owen. What up, dog? Uh, Owen Higgs asks another one. What non-comic book character would you want to make a movie for? Non-comic book character. Pre-existing non-comic book character. Yep. Samurai Jack. Nice. Ooh, yeah. No. Fuck. <laughs> no. I take that back. Okay. I need a moment. <laughs> okay. To Commander Shepard. Oh man. Damn. <laughs> uh. Let's see. Non-comic book character. I would do... Like making a movie specifically or any filmmaking movie? Movie Mm -hmm. specifically. I would do a movie about Link from Zelda, and Mm -hmm. I would end it with him pulling the sword out of the stone. (laughs) But, uh, you know, pulling the thingy. So I would make it about a kid, a kid Link. Nice. I like that. Live action or animated? Live action. Damn. Well, okay. Gentle on the mic. Would you guys be <laughs> interested in watching uh, a CG animated, like Legend of Zelda? I wouldn't. You, I wouldn't be. Like it, like you wouldn't mind Advent Children kind. That? No, I wouldn't be interested in that. Oh, okay. You wouldn't be interested in that. Yeah, I've already seen no, a bunch not, of CG not animated like, Zeldas. Uh, not like. What did you say? Advent Children? No, not like that. More like Pixar oh, type no. storytelling. I mean, like, out. I'd be open to it if it happened, but like, I would, I would prefer live action. Oh, yeah. Noel Shefflin would prefer yeah. live action. I would watch the hell Thank out of you. it, but playing the games, playing all the games, like, you you get the story. You, I've already yeah. consumed the story in that, in that sort of cartoony uh, way. I Hashtag seen, consumerism. <laughs> I haven't seen it in uh, a live action since. So while I think the Pixar uh, style would be awesome, mm-hmm. 
and I would watch it no matter what because it's Zelda. <laughs> Uh, and Pixar. And Pixar. I would to, I would prefer like an epic, almost Lord of the Rings. Now, what if it was an animated in the style of like Shadow of Colossus? Oh, that almost lends itself to realism. So it almost yeah. feels like it, it would still like you're like your only princess. Yeah, you're only doing it in animation because you yeah. just can't afford to do it in real life. Danimation. Danimation. Animation. What, what about, about you? stop motion? I'd be down with stop motion. That's a unique and different way to consume. Dude, like Kubo and two strings right. style. That's what I was mm. thinking. Kubo and the two strings is actually like causing quite a wave in the stop motion community. Really? Just because of their use, like, because it's kind of like an apples and oranges kind of thing. If you're into stop motion, you're a big fan of stop motion. Usually, you watch stop motion movies because it has the stop motion look to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Kubo and the two strings melds. Um, the stop motion aspect with a lot of CG and visual effects with it too. Mm. And stop motion purists actually don't like that. But fans of animation who just watch the movie, you generally like it a lot. I liked it a lot. I didn't mind the blend of visual effects. It's like we already work in the live action realm. We do that constantly. Mm -hmm. And the way that they blended CG and visual effects with live live action... Stop motion right. characters is like really cool. That's pretty dope. I like it. I think being too much of a purist there is a little too extreme, you know. And that, and it's like you got to be open to new things because that's how we innovate and create true new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would go with, gosh, either Mega Man mm. or Attack on Titan mm. because that anime is so damn good. Mm. And the the movie that was made, it was definitely it was a movie, okay, for sure. Okay. It was definitely it was a it was definitely a movie length. It was definitely a feature length film. It was definitely a feature length film. Got it. But I would like to, oh man, I would love to bring that to live action with like, damn, got damn. so many cool ideas of how that could look. Just the fast paced action, because basically you just. Make it Spider-Man except steampunk because that's kind of how they're jumping around yeah. these buildings and stuff, cutting the napes off of these giant titans. Guys, if you haven't seen Attack on Titan, watch that show. It's so good. I need to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so violent. It's really violent. <laughs> Arguably a little, little disturbingly violent at times. But yeah. Did you say yours, Jer? No. Samurai Jack. Yeah, I would agree with Samurai Jack. Or did you say Commander Shepard? Oh, yeah, you did say Commander Shepard. Both. Okay. Okay. A crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Samurai Jack meets Commander Shepard in Mass Jack. <laughs> Wait. Jack Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Samurai Effect. Mass Jack Effect. No, 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 no. That sucked. That <laughs> Sam Samurai Effect. What? Yeah. Let's let's Jack. Let's burrito this. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. We appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Thanks everybody who has given us all the feedback on the new format. Uh, we're glad a lot of you guys are liking it, and uh, yeah, we can't wait to uh, to give you guys more episodes. More content is on the way. We are going to be hopefully releasing videos starting April on the main channel. So just heads up, we'll be coming out with more content starting April. It's going to be very exciting. If you want to support us and help make that content even better, 
Support us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash ismahawk. That's where you can go to donate to help us make more, better, awesome content. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else I need to plug? The love. Plug the love. Wait. Thanks Wait. again, guys. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Danny Lachep. I'm at Jeremy Lee with three Ys. I'm at Noel Lachef with the right amount of letters. And you can also like us on Facebook. Check out our Facebook. Check out our main channel. Check out all the stuff. Ismahawk. Check Ismahawk. out everything. Ismahawk. Yes. We got merch. Teespring.com slash stores slash Ismahawk. Check it out. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Let's go to Mars. Bruno Mars. <laughs>